0: This is John Adams' Letters from the Front podcast for March 1916. This podcast looks at life in World War I through the letters of John Adams, who was 23 when he joined up in September 1914. He served with the 9th Service Battalion, Royal Ars Fusiliers, and was involved in many significant events on the Western Front, particularly Passchendaele. These are his words, read by his grandchildren, and narrated by his great-grandchildren. This month there are several things that pop out from the letters for me. First of all, that my grandfather had the chance of becoming a corporal, but the promotion would have meant him moving to a different unit. He was not ready for that. One of the many things we hear about the First World War is the camaraderie, the men living and working together. John Adams would eventually have to through injury, but this time he wasn't ready for it. We also have a letter from John's sister, Jeannie, to their mother. In it, Jeannie talks about rumours of an air raid over Belfast in March 1916. This was news to me about air raids even in the First World War, so I had to do a wee bit of research. There's no evidence that the Germans actually made it over to Belfast, none that I could find. But there were air raids in 1916 from zeppelins, the big balloon things going up as far as Liverpool, the Midlands, and even up to round the Edinburgh area, obviously targeting manufacturing areas. No evidence of them coming over to Belfast, but it wouldn't have taken that much just to nip across the North Channel or even the Irish Sea from Liverpool. One of the other letters is a letter from John to his brother Jimmy. I do remember my great-uncle Jimmy. He's the only one of that family that was alive when I was alive and he was just a wee old man in his cloth cap. It's lovely to see in this letter the teasing of Jimmy about the dance, about talking to a girl that John knew, but also at the end of the letter there was the love of brothers. I'm glad to have my brothers working alongside me and doing this project with them and it must have been really hard for John to be away from his brother no matter what the camaraderie in the trenches. My name's Mark Adams and John Adams was my grandfather.
1: By early February 1916, the 36th Ulster Division had been moved up the line to the Somme region. At this time, the area of devastation was confined to a narrow strip of the front line, with farming and other activity still going on in the surrounding countryside. The River Anker, a tributary of the River Somme, divided the sector into two sub-sectors known as Hamel and Teepwell Wood, with the river anchor in the middle of the swampy valley. The 9th Royal Irish Fusiliers were mainly at Teepful Wood. By the time John Adams reached this area, the trench system was well established, but the appalling weather meant that the trenches were needy for water, making drainage a key problem. Snow blocked some communication trenches, and when it thawed, it caused the sides of the trenches to collapse. The men spent their time either on patrols or making improvements to the trenches, as much in conflict with the weather as with the Germans. Being in reserve was not an easy life, as it often included hard labour. On March the 15th, a large working party of 500 men of the battalion dug a new communications trench five foot deep, four foot wide at the top and two foot wide at the bottom for 300 yards. On the 17th of March 1916, St. Patrick's Day, It provided much-needed celebration for the Irish regiments. From 6am there were bands, marching and presentations of shamrocks. In the afternoon, football matches were played against the 14th Royal Irish Rifles, where the 9th R.I.F. won. The day finished with a concert in the evening. By the end of March 1916, the 36th Ulster Division had responsibility for the line between Hamel and Wood.
2: Field
0: Postcard Friday, 3rd March, 1916 I am quite well and I'm going on well. Letter follows, first opportunity.
2: Wednesday, 15th March, 1916 Church Hill, Hollywood, County Down
3: My dear mother, this is just a line to say I got your letter all right. I hope you are better. Do you still feel the pains? Had you any more word from Johnny since I had a postcard from Jack, but Johnny had not got his length when it was written. I have written to them both and sent Johnny his paper. They were lucky boys, got home the time they did. All leave is stop. Mrs Cahary was telling me on Sunday that Jim told her to tell me he heard he was getting home and he inquired till he found out where the fusiliers were and tried to find Johnny. They told him in Johnny's company that he had just left for the leave the night before, so Jim said before he comes he will try and find him. I thought it was awfully good of him. The young fellow next door has enlisted in the Dublin Fusiliers. He went away this morning. He is a minister's son and he is just a private. The other boy is away about Warren Point in a sanatorium. He is away since the first of the month. I don't know whether it's doing him any good. Did you hear from Lizzie lately? I wrote to her, but I got no reply. I cut this wee bit out of the paper. I was dreaming Johnny was wounded the other night. I hope you are not listening to anything anyone tells you about Johnny being wounded as anything else. Let them talk away, don't you worry. He has been very good at writing. There's a whole lot of visitors now. They say there's going to be an air raid over Belfast tonight. Isn't it well we don't live in town? I don't think there is a thing of it. I hope Annie and Jimmy are both well. Write me a long letter soon and excuse this horrid scrawl as I have had to get up so often. Don't be in a bit of a hurry with those things. The weather still keeps cold. Try and keep yourself warm. Write soon. Give my love to all. I remain your loving daughter, Jay Adams.
2: Field Postcard, Thursday 16th of March, 1916
0: I am quite well and I'm going on well. I received your letter dated 10th of March, 1916. Letter follows at first opportunity.
2: Monday 20th of March, 1916,
0: somewhere in France. My dear mother, just a few lines to let you know that I am still in good health, hoping this will find yourself and all at home the same. I am very sorry that I have been so long in writing to you but it was not my fault, as we have been rather busy since I came back, so you cannot have much time to yourself for letter writing. But as you know, I sent a card at least once a week, and sometimes it's all I have time for. Well, I got back safe at any rate, after some knocking about, which none of us enjoyed, but we had to put up with it. The weather is excellent just now, and I hope it continues as the trenches are a better state owing to the good weather and I may tell you that we're up against enough without wading into our knees in water. Well, I have got all the letters and parcels since I got back alright, and I just thank you for your parcel. I have also written to thank Jay Morton for hers, which was a beautiful pocketbook. We got the 17th over, which was given to us as a holiday, being out of the trenches at the time. Each man being given a sprig of shamrock, which we all enjoyed having very much, One has to be away from Ireland for a while before you can understand what it is to get something from it. And no wonder those away relish getting a sprig of shamrock so much. And when my feet touched the platform at Dundalk on our homeward journey, I thought new life had entered my body. That is what it is like to be away from home. I got your card and Annie's last night. But tell Annie she need not put corporal on the letter as I have not got my appointment yet. I could get it again in another company but refused it again. As I told you, I do not want to leave where I am and no room in our company for a full corporal yet. So she need not put it on until I tell her. Well, I think that is all I have time for now but as long as you know I am alright. Goodbye. I remain your loving son, John. Field
2: Postcard Thursday, 23rd March, 1916
0: I am quite well and I'm going on well. I received your letter dated 18th of March 1916. Letter follows at first opportunity.
2: Field Postcard Sunday 26th of March 1916
0: I am quite well and going on well. I received your letter dated 18th of March 1916. Letter follows at first opportunity.
2: Field Postcard Thursday 30th of March, 1916
0: I am quite well and am going on well. I received your letter dated 25th of March, 1916. letter follows at first opportunity.
2: Friday 31st of March, 1916 Somewhere in France
0: Dear Jimmy, I am writing to them all so I could not leave you out. How are you getting on since I came away? I believe you were at the Orange Ball in Vesbrook and did your best to do me out of my girl. Mind, I am telling you, you better keep clear of that quarter of the town. Although I am out in France, there's nothing goes past that I do not hear of. But no matter, I think it would take you all your time to knock me out. Did you see J. McCulloch when he was at home? I did not think you knew him, but if you do, then you know a gentleman. One that any man might wish to have as a friend. I believe he has had one great fall of snow. Last week, we had one about the same time, but there's no trace of it now. It does not stay long in this country. Well, you need not take it angry at what I said. It was a wee joke. Jenny was telling me that she was talking to you at the dance, and what a fine fellow you were. She said you were nearly as good as your big brother, but seemed to have more to say, I don't think. I think I must stop now or you may not answer it, but I hope you do as I would like to hear your way about it. No more at present. I remain your loving brother, Johnny. Friday,
2: 31st of March, 1916, summer in France, British Expeditionary Force.
0: My dear mother, just a few lines hoping this will find yourself and all at home still enjoying good health, as it leaves me the same at the time of writing. I'm sorry that I have been so long in writing, but I could not really find the time to do so. We have come out for a short rest, and the weather these last few days has been like summer. It is always the same while out of the trenches. It is always fine, and when we were in them, you could hardly stand the cold. The last few days we were in there was nothing but frost and snow, and when it thawed, it would have taken you to the knees of mud and water. I had a letter from Jeanie yesterday. She seems to be in good health. I have not much news to write this time. It is very hard to write a letter from here, for you do not know what to say for to be right. So the least said, the sooner mended. But as long as you know I am well, I suppose that's all you want to know. For yous all know more things at home than we do out here. I think this is all at present, but I will write soon again. Whenever I get the time, I remain your loving son, John Adams.
3: Thank you for listening to John Adams, Letters from the Front Podcast. To find out more about John Adams and his family, visit www.johnadams.org.uk forward slash letters. The history of the 9th Service Battalion, Royal Irish Fusiliers, during the World War One is taken from the Blackers boys. Visit them at www.9irishfusiliers.co.uk with the number 9 podcast will be published a hundred years after the letters were written, so will be published nearly every month. This has been a Mark Smith production.